Elisma Rex. This is the Wild Eye Podcast. Hey everybody, my name is Jerry, I'm from Wild Eye, and this is the last episode in which I sit and chat with the Wild Eye staff. There is still one, there is still one, Michael Laupscher is unfortunately in the Serengeti, well fortunately he's in the Serengeti, but unfortunately we miss each other. So as soon as he's back I will have a chat with him and I'll slot it into the blog post that I'm doing with all of these staff episodes. But for now though, I sit down with Elisma. Elisma is our finance manager here at Wild Eye. Uh, she is, she's been with us for a while, and since the very beginning, she has always been one of the most driven and one of the most, how do I say this, physically fit and focused people that I've ever met. So in this one, we talk a little bit about running, we talk a little bit about training, she's one or two challenges, we talk about COVID. Um, I have a lot of respect for her, I have, um, I'm quite inspired by her mindset, and yeah, she's just great fun to be around. I hope you guys enjoy this one. How's training going for the comrades? <laughs> <laughs> yes, gee, it's not as easy as I thought, but it's it's going. Is it still going to happen? I hope so, yeah. Yeah, we're on track. We're currently at 70 kilometers per week. 70 per week? Yeah. What are you looking to get? We need to go up until 120. and then Per we go week? Back, per week, and then we go back again. When, how, how much time do you have left? May? When is it? Um, it's on the 11th of June. Okay. How did you come about wanting to run an uh, ultra marathon? So, <laughs> you know, I did Sky Run and yes. um, the running bug bit me during COVID. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, we couldn't go and CrossFit. So, yeah. and then um, it was always my dream to try and get into a team's full CrossFit. Um, CrossFit. You were crushing CrossFit at one stage. Yes, yes. You were a fucking beast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then um, life happened and I broke my back, so I'm not allowed to CrossFit anymore. So um, I then said, okay, what's a good challenge? Uh-huh. Nice challenge to have. You know, I'm not going to challenge myself to do a 21. Been there, done that. Easy. 42, have done that. I've done a 100 kilometer trail. So I decided, why not do comrades? But okay. I didn't believe people when they said it's difficult to qualify. So you actually need to qualify for comrades before running it. What does that look like? So you need to run a 42 at an average pace of 6 minutes 50. Oh, so it's not just finish? No, no, no. At oh. 6 minutes 50 per kilometer. Good Lord. Yeah, that's fast. So have you qualified? Not yet. So our first attempt will be in two weeks. And then we have two attempts in March that I'm hoping to qualify on the first one. Okay. And then we have another one in April. So if you qualify on the first one, you don't do the other ones? No, we're still, still going to run Still just run it then for fun? Yes. yes. Fun. Okay. <laughs> you mentioned Skyrun. For people who don't know, what is Skyrun? So Skyrun is one of the toughest trails in the world. It is self-navigate, self-support. So you do 100 kilometers in the Lesotho Mountains. So your elevation is between eight and nine nine thousand meters, <laughs> and um, you run it anything. So the pros run it in twelve hours. Yeah. So normal people like us run it between twenty and twenty four hours. So you've got a support crew, and 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 how does that work? You don't really have a support crew on that one because you run in the mountains. So there's one place um, at fifty eight kilometers where you can then basically get new water and stuff, and then you run the rest on your own during night time. Mm. Have you read, I'm trying to think what the newest book is, by David Goggins? No, I haven't. He's off his head. 
<laughs> but he does these 240 miles across the world things. And I, the, the latest one as well, he tells the story of how he went through that. This is what I'm seeing when you tell me these things. It's, it's, it's something different. So road running, it bores the <clears throat> shit out of me, but I need to do it now. But um, running in the mountains, it's something different. It's like it speaks Because to of the visual. Yes, yes. And it's also that it's not that that hard on your body as running a comrades or that because you obviously go a bit slower. Um, it's technical, but sure, yeah. it's amazing. How do you how do you manage so so I'm just I train a lot. I mean, I used to do CrossFit as well. I still train regularly. To me, it's sometimes more of a mental thing because I'm going to tame the demons or whatever, whatever that stuff is, right? <laughs> but it's that. I found that when I run, so sometimes I'll listen to a podcast or something that keeps me going. I found with running, like I run like a brick, but I try, right? <laughs> but but running sometimes didn't do what I wanted to do for my mind. Lifting heavy, you know what it's yes, like. Catching yes, a heavy cleaning yes. jerk, you're going to die. So there's nothing else. I did one or two jujitsu classes end of last year. And in that hour and a half, holy fuck, I thought I was going to die. Yes. I thought about nothing else. How do you manage your headspace during a run? Because it must go all over the place. Yeah, it is all over the place for the first hour, hour and a half. And then after it's, it's settled. And then but what I happens? Just it's just zone and there's nothing. You start zoning, yeah. But the first hour, hour and a half, you basically die because nothing wants to work. The heart rate's high. Oh, you're feeling tired. And then after that, it's like you zone. So what's next after the comments? I don't know yet. But you're looking. I'm I know. Looking. You, you, of so, course you're looking. Um, I was very excited. So I don't think that other people will share in my excitement. But um, I entered a race. It's Road Trail. Roads Trail. So it's one of a... It's per invite only. They only invite in South Africa? In South Africa. In roads. In the winter. So you run oh, in wow. snow. So um, I listed in 2020 and I got an invite. Okay. So I'm going to run that in July. So you've got comrades in... June. June and then what's the gap in between those two it's about four weeks that's plenty of recovery yeah, yes. yeah. and it's only 52 kilometers mm. so it's not that far how how are you finding because you're obviously doing what 70 something a, a, a week now yes how's your back and your knee and everything holding up my my back if I do sprints and heel repeats I die so I've like tried, back bums out yeah yeah but it's because of the impact mm -hmm. so i'm trying to manage that as good as possible i still go to the bioconnect assist twice a week so that does help quite a lot you're doing a lot of core work and rehab and stuff like yes, that yes yes mm. sure must be a hell of a mind game and i'm just thinking to myself i mean i pulled my ql on the right hand side my quadratus lumborum was a bit yes. tight and every single, even benching yesterday, I'm like, oh, no. It's not fun. It's a headspace to go yeah. through those things, hey? Yeah, um, I think the most difficult part for me after breaking my back was not the actual operation. It was the headspace. Mm. You're being used to training four hours a day, and now you're allowed to move one hour during a day for eight weeks. Good God. So that was not fun. How did you manage? What did you do? Um, Don't tell me you read a book. No, something. no, no. What, I'm what not did somebody you, what did to you do? read. Um, it was difficult, so I'm not going to lie to you. It was really, really difficult, but my husband is very supportive. So when he saw I got very emotional, he normally put a movie on about running or showed me a nice race. And he said to me, just remember, this is only temporary and we will go back in running. So does he run with you? Yes. Okay. Yes, he does. And um, I started back. So I was eight weeks on bed rest and then I started slowly. And the, the lady said to me, she can't believe that in three months I started running. And that was just 
because of the headspace. I knew mm. that if I didn't do that, I was going to die. Go dark. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They must also, I'm sure they mentioned this at some stage, but you'll know this. I mean, someone who's in an accident and they're fit and healthy, you were in incredible strength shape before this happened. Yes. So surely that must have aided recovery dramatically. It did. And the doctor said to me, if I weren't in the state that I was before, I wouldn't be able to walk today. Holy hell. Yeah. Gee, that's rough, man. Yeah. So, and going through that, and I struggled in the ICU. I was there for a week. Mm -hmm. I couldn't walk. Yeah. So... That's going through your mind that you might not be able to walk ever again mm. was very difficult. It must be difficult, but also you're the kind of personality, and I mean this in the best possible way, <laughs> you're a bulldog. If you <laughs> want something, you're going to get it. Exactly. And I think that drive must have made it easier as well. Yes, it did. It did, but it was sometimes difficult to keep that drive going. Mm. But you just need to push through. And um, before everything happened, I was always person planning months ahead, years ahead of, I want this goal for, oh, wow. not life, for everything. Sure, sure. Training, studies, life everything. Thing, and yeah. then life happened. And it learned me that don't take every, anything for granted and take it day by day. Here's a lesson. Yes. What is the first thing you're going to do when you cross the finish line at Comrades? <laughs> I'm going to cry. <laughs> I have no doubt for quite some time and then recover. Yes. But is there anything... Do you, do you give yourself like a reward? After this, I'm going to go away to the ocean for... Like, what well, is that? Well, our plan is to stay then in Durban for a week with the family. Are you going to run during that time? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> and I'm going to eat whatever I want. Oh, man. Do you watch nutrition now? I do. I do. Um, obviously, um, you lose a lot of weight during running that amount of kilometers. So, yes, we try. Mm. What advice would you give to someone... So, take me, for example. I'm pretty fit, I'm pretty strong, but I run like a brick. It's bad, <laughs> right? What advice would you give to someone who wants to do something like a comrade, but they don't know where to start? Where, just, what do I do? Just start slow, like a kilometer a day, and then gradually increase that with not more than 10% until your body gets Increase, but not more than 10%, okay? Yeah, per week, so, or per two weeks. Yeah. Just gradually, don't go if you know you're not a good runner and start mm. on a 21. You're going to yeah. die. No, I'm, yeah. <laughs> And tell me, you, you mentioned, so after the first hour or so, which really sucks, then your, your mind kind of, do you listen yes. to music while you run? Um, when I train, so during the week, I train on the treadmill, unfortunately, because um, I can only train at night. Sure. Then I'm listening to music, otherwise I won't make it. But when you run on the road, you're not allowed to have music. I prefer mu oh, music. Oh, you're not allowed to? No. Because no, of no. safety? Yeah, it's more safety. I didn't know There's that. one or two people that does run with it, but you can't hear traffic. You can't hear a person next to you or close to you. Sure, so no, that makes sense. It's definitely for security reasons um, that you're not allowed to run with it. But I prefer music. What's the top three songs on your playlist for running? Um, no, it's heavy, heavy stuff. Angry stuff. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, yes. I'm also the, this whole, I had a funny thing. And why do I think you, we spoke about this at some stage. There's, so many music is everything. Yes. So some days I'll get into the gym and I'm like, oh, I can do this. Yes. And then I've got to decide, do I go angrier or is it time to pace it and go more technique based? Yes. It's that. Other days you get in and they're like, I don't fucking want to do this. Yes. Then I need to go angry or just whatever. But you, I'm sure you showed me this. There was this video a couple of years ago where it's in like a military gym. Mm -hmm. Like a normal, these big, there's like five squat racks and benches. And there's all these Marines, these Navy SEAL guys training. And it's dead, dead quiet. There's no music. There's no talking. Nobody's got music in their ears. And it's just the clank and the sound and the, 
that was almost like, whoa, it's scary. I, I, will, I will die. But Im- imagine the headspace <laughs> for that. That's just madness. Yeah. Like I, I need, even if it's just background. And then what I did recently, this was very strange. Johan actually sent me a song. So there's a song, the Hebrew Slave Chorus. It's a classical piece of music. Mm-hmm. But, oh God, what's his name? Zucchero and Pavarotti do a version of it with a little bit of English, a little bit of Italian. So it's opera, op- yeah, yeah. Op- operatic opera. Opera. And I was I was doing cleaning jerks at home, and I had this on, oh, no. and it was this very strange <laughs> reality. I'm like, what the fuck's going on here? Because now you're lifting, getting under like 120 kgs, yeah, and yeah. you got to stand up, and you're just like pavarotti, oh, what? So it's very strange how that. Yeah, yeah. So what's your go-to? Give me like a song. The beautiful people, the beautiful people, <laughs> Marilyn Manson. <laughs> yeah, so um, a little bit of um, Dave Leppard. Oh, nice. And LCDC. Oh. So yeah, it's. So you're not into the, the uh, what's this, the techno rave stuff? No, no, no. More no like rave. rock. Yeah, more rock than okay, rave. You can girl. stay. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> now, some of this, because it feels like it's a 1980s aerobics class sometimes. No, no. Sometimes I go, or when I used to cross it, I would go, and then, guys, please just can we listen. Oh, you told them to change it. <laughs> yeah, take this off. And luckily, the owner and I were training together, so he's like, yeah, okay, we'll do okay. it. No, this is no good. <laughs> so outside of here and outside of running, what do you do? So we actually loved outdoors. So we would go and hike the dogs and we would go and swim, um, go fishing. We mm-hmm. love fishing. So yeah. We do you go fishing? I didn't know that. Yeah. Where do you go? We There's a, in Los Dump we go. Yes. So that's close to where my Camping. parents stay. No, I don't camp. You're out. To, why not did you camp? Uh, I just prefer <laughs> not to camp. Yeah. So um, it's, it's more for me... Um, if you have a chalet, why would you camp? Sure. And I, my my seeing on it is always I say to my husband, if I can stay at home and I have that luxury, I'm happy. But if you want me to go and fish, I want to at least have a bed. Gotcha. What about so? What about Adele used to say that if we go camping, there's two things. There needs to be a flush toilet, a spool toilet. <laughs> And a hairdryer, because hairdryer means there's some kind of infrastructure. Exactly. That was the bare minimum. Yes. <laughs> it's like, yes. okay, cool. That is. Yes. I don't like to go and struggle. And yeah. um, the fishing has taught me uh, taught me a lot of patience. Mm-hmm. So, Franchon likes to do um, specimen. I think specimen fishing. So What is that? Specifer. So As you, you go for a specific... Yeah, you go for a specific cop, and it takes like, you, you build a rig and you do... I don't know what uh, everything he does, but it takes like two days where you don't touch the rod. It's in the water, and then they catch fifteen to twenty k- uh, kg fish. So, it was, so you set it up based on the bait and the blah blah blah. blah. Yes, yes, yes. Oh. And with but that's not my type of fishing. So if we go fishing and the fish doesn't bite, I do something else. <laughs> <laughs> How long do you give yourself? About an hour and a half. And but, then I'm like, I'm done. But I hear you. But why? Because your brain goes busy. Yeah, it's like I can't sit doing nothing. So mm. then I'll do something and I'll tell my husband, call me when they're the <laughs> <laughs> so, so the last time I played, so we did a bit of a golf thing with the guys a couple of days ago. It was fun. It's a short driving range yeah. thing. But the, before that, the last full golf game I played was with Jono, Al, and Trevor. There was a golf dad, Brianston. And my mind's also, I'm just too busy. So when I get there and the first three holes, I'm like, I'm still firing and thinking and da 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 then in the middle of it i'm like okay this is actually pretty cool it's outdoors look there's a bird green grass whatever play 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 and then suddenly by like hole 12 out of 18 i'm like fuck this i can't anymore yeah. my brain I'm, I'm, I'm bored now i need yes. to do something else yes. so i like to play golf as well but only four 
for holes, then I'm done. I'm like, oh, really? this is enough after, and that's enough for a year. So. That's it. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> and I mean, do you, I've asked this to quite a few of the people, do you, apart from comrades, is there any other goals and stuff? So let me give you an idea. So Apple Sammy mentioned that his goal is discipline this year. Mm-hmm. I asked him what it means. He says, no, he just wants to execute against some things. That's fine. Matt said that he doesn't choose a goal or something he wants to do. He chooses a word, like a theme. And his yes. theme was also discipline. Okay. Do you have anything that you do? I mean, not New Year's resolutions. Those suck. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, no, and but, they don't. Don't lose. No. So uh, not necessarily. Um, I just put a goal in... Um, the last few years, I put a lot of other stuff in front of the family. Um, not only my family, closest family, but the friends that's your family. And for me this year, I said that make an effort. Mm. Make an effort to not only phone them when you have a difficult time, but phone them during odd and odd times just to find out how they're doing. And Without going too deep, because I, mean, I can respect that all the way. Without going too deep, was there a moment where you realized shit, I need to pay more attention to this? Was it something that happened from an external? Did you just find yourself maybe low during the injuries and stuff that you thought that, how did that come about? So um, I've never been a very family person because Mm. of just my family and Mm. some issues we had in the past. But um, when I got my injury, uh, I sat the one day and I thought, yeah, well, um, they're still at the end of the day, your family. And yeah. um, you can't change them and they can't change you, but you need to accept one another. And yeah. um, we all have faults. And I said, well, we ha- I had a chat to my mom and dad. They didn't speak to me for years. And I said, Because them, of the talk? Um, no, 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 no. Pri- oh, just, prior oh, oh, to oh, that. Okay, okay. And I said to them, um, and hey. my view was always like, well, if you don't want it to be part of my life, then off you go. don't need you. But, you know, time is short and you never sure. know when will be the last day that you ever see them. And that was also a lesson I learned during COVID. Mm-hmm. So I started yeah. really, really focusing on How it. was COVID for you? Um, it was horrible. So um, me and the little one, my little one was a year and a half when we started COVID. That March 2020? Yes, turning to um, June that year. Mm-hmm. So... Being alone with him at home, <laughs> it was difficult wow. trying to work. So um, I had I was the first two months um, completely on my own, and then I got his nanny to come and she actually. When we went to stage me. four or whatever. Yes, it was. yes. So she stayed with me for four months just to try and help me to get mm. through everything. But that was horrible. Um, I remember. I think it was the second week. Um, I took Shane to my to one of my friends yeah. and I said to them just look after him for half an hour and I went running in stage five <laughs> stage five I don't care if they catch me I I'm don't going. care and there was this big lady and she was like I'm going to report you and I said to her, maybe you should start running <laughs> 100% <laughs> have, you, have you got a mirror at home just, just I, yeah. I, I couldn't do it anymore so I was very glad um mm. I had a friend that had a gym, so after that oh, two I weeks, remember. Yeah, yeah, she said so, yeah. we, I went gymming every morning at four before mm. anybody could catch us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so I kept on um, training right throughout COVID. That was tough. I also, if it wasn't for training during that time, it would have been a very different situation. Yes. Because the day before we locked down, I think it was the 27th of March, 28th of March, somewhere there. The day before lockdown started, my neighbor... He was busy packing his bucky. I'm like, where are you going? No, they're going out to Pretoria somewhere. They're going to go and lock down with his brother. They've yes. got a farm there or something. Yes. And 
he had this, you remember Trojan gym equipment? Yes, yes, yes. They had one of those, but it was one of those hundred buck jobs. So it's a little <laughs> thing and he had the, it's like an inclined bench and a flat bench, but it's shitty quality. Yes. And a bar, but not the Olympic bars, those skinny ones. Yes. And the little weights. And he had a total of, I think, 70 or 80 kilos. Mm. And he said to me, I'm not going to use this if you want. So I said, cool, I'm going to put it in my gym, in my garage, which had yes. nothing in there. So thank God for that. Because I mean, we had a couple of kettlebells and a couple of lift yes. keeping ropes. So luckily with experience, I could put little programs together. When stage four happened and you could start moving around and all the CrossFit gyms then started closing because of the network. Yes. With as soon as possible, kitted the home gym out completely. And even now we got a rower recently in as well. If it wasn't for that, I would have been a nutcase. Yeah. Literally, too. it was dark, man. <laughs> me too. Um, I can't survive. If I don't go and train, I feel sick. So my husband will say to me, if I went two days without training, it's like, please go. Please just go yeah. and train. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll see you later. So yeah. it's it's just part of my routine and part yeah. of the person I am. I don't, I, and I take my hat off to you. I mean, you've been an inspiration since the beginning. That Just your training, pushing the guys. Do you remember, we spoke about this at Medique, that one year we did a CrossFit thing for, for end of year. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't part of that one. Were you not there? Mm -mm. It was maybe the next year we you did joined. A, we, we did a session at um, U Zander. Oh, we went to... CrossFit uh, ra ra Rodium, I think so. CrossFit... Yeah, Eddie's place. Yes, yes. Eddie's place. Because the one year before... I think it was the year before you joined. We did a like a Christmas CrossFit thing. It was at CrossFit Platinum. And it was Jonna, I remember Johan... Um, Laura was Tanya was there I thought Jono was going to die that day because he's so fucking stubborn right now we had to do we, there was pull ups in the workout yeah. so obviously they scaled it for these people yeah. so he had to do a ring rows yeah. and he would get to like Jono no offense here but he would get to like for example seven and couldn't anymore but his ego wouldn't allow him to yes, stop he will carry on and there was either like it was tire jumps with hammer strikes or something and I, I'm, I'm going through CPR in my head like this guy's going down <laughs> We should do it again. I, I just, over the last while, working with people from a coaching point of view and myself as well, a lot of development, I cannot understand, and I don't mean this in a funny way, like you talk about the big lady you saw. Yeah. I think about the people at cashiers, bankers, people in the office, friends, how you cannot base your being a person, your mental health, your physical health on physical activity. Yes. That is the foundation for everything. And it, it blows my mind. The research says so. You feel better, but some people just don't get it. Yeah. They no. just don't get it. No, it is. And like my family, when we go on a holiday, I'm like, I pack my gym clothes and mm. I, I make sure that th there's a gym. And if there's not a gym, I'll make a plan to take equipment with. 100%. And they're like, you on a holiday, why are you training? I'm like, because I enjoy it. Yeah. 100%. I, I, we've spoken about this. If I don't train for three days back to back, I turn into a fucking monster. I'm not nice. Yeah, me too. It's, I'm just not nice. It's just <laughs> Leave <thing>. me alone. <laughs> in Medikwe now, so I I think it's the longest I haven't trained. It's the day we got there, the Friday, and then the Sunday. Saturday, I took my 40-kilogram kettlebell with. <laughs> Grant is probably still broken. I told him he could take it easy. He said, no, no yeah. he wants to carry on. But it's that. Is uh, I was looking for my US trip last night. I was finalizing hotels. I chose one that has a fitness center. Exactly. It's non-negotiable. I... I I, I shudder to think what someone like you or me would be like if we take that away. No, no. We I'd be locked be, up. I would, yeah, I would be locked up. I will go to jail. 100%. 100% and not for nice things. It would be bad. It would be bad, hey? Yeah. And tell me, the two, three weeks, it must more now, four weeks ago when we had that session. Yes. 
I've asked a couple of people this. Where Candace cried the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if someone could cry that much. Candace, it was beautiful. But for you, how do you see things going forward based on that? Because it's, it's I mean, and I've, we're very open here. There's issues, there's been personal issues with people. The, um, within departments, it's very easy for, for example, finance to get stuck and the guides mm-hmm. and, and then there's communication. I think we're in a pretty good space. Yes. No, we how do we keep are. that going? For you? Um, for me, it is, um, I think when we get to the rush during the year, like now for us in the finance team. Oh, you've got your end right now, yeah. End, and doing system um, implementations, it's a hectic part of the year for us. Mm. But we just sometimes need to step back and remember that we're all human and that we all go through difficult times. Yeah. It might be not be the same for everybody, but we do still go through difficult times. And it's instead of trying to be aggressive towards a situation, rather be understanding. Mm-hmm. Rather just sit back, hear what they want to say before you... Talk to someone. Talk to, yeah, exactly. So just talk to someone. And if you don't have a good day, rather than not say anything, come in and say, listen, guys, mm. not having a good day today. 100%. So just leave me alone. Mm. And Agreed. I think um, it's okay to sometimes just say that you're not having a good day. And mm. it's also okay to sometimes to have very good days. 100%. I've said this often. It's okay to not be okay. Yes. It's also okay to be okay. Yes. The difference, and I think, and I'm not even talking about our ecosystem here. I'm yes. talking about the society at large. There's a deeper understanding, maybe because of COVID, maybe because of all this woke bullshit that's going on. I don't know. But I think it's, and I used you once or twice as an example. When you came in, to the office with your knee, mm-hmm. I can see you're injured. Yes. And it's like, oh my God, let me get the door for you. Can I yes. get you sit down? Da, 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 da. Someone comes in with a mental injury, whether it's anxiety, depression, addiction, wh- whatever it is, yeah. we all have dark things, but I can't see it. Yes. So you need to then trust that person that says to you, listen, Nifendachni, yes. not today, and treat it as such, because it's okay for you to go to a physio or a biokineticist with your broken knee. Yes. But you can't go to therapy or coaching for, you can go to gym to get stronger, but you can't, I don't know, journal and write and talk to, you know what I mean? Yes. That, yes. I think our ecosystem here is changing, and it's something that I want to push more. But I think at large, people are seeing it more. Yeah, no, definitely. And um, in South Africa, being a South African, it's always, if you say that you're going for therapy, physical, not physical, but Mental therapy, everybody's looking at you weird. It's like, okay, there's something wrong with you. Yeah, you're all kind of fucked up. Uh, And um, I think Mm. we need to get to a point that it's part of our lives. And I had to have a few sessions during um, my my disability because I couldn't cope. Mm. And it's okay not to be okay. And I think there's a lot of people out there that thinks that there's something wrong with me. But it's okay to contact a coach and say, listen... I need help. Hundred percent. And um, I think I think it it helps you tremendously. It does. Are you doing any mental work for your running? Um, I like, do. So the biokineticist is um, also running with us. She is training with me, and um, she does. I will go to her sometimes and say, "I'm not training today. Please, can we just have a chat?" Mm. And I'll tell her how I feel, and she will help me. But that's awesome. Yeah. Because there's, I mean, my. I start how <laughs> I'm sitting here today. I started. Um, I was going to go clinical psychology, specialising in sports psychology. Sure. Yeah. So during my honours year, I worked with a guy. What was his name? Andre Rue. He was the the sports psychologist for the Springboks at the time, and he was one of our lecturers. And I worked with him because I was doing javelin. 
there's a lot of because. <laughs> but I was doing javelin and in, with him kind of visualization and all of this. And running the long endurance stuff from a headspace is one of the more difficult things. The other one is something like tennis, where you've got to switch on and off, on and yes. off, on and off so very quickly. But the idea when I was doing gymnastics, on the same day, you would get in, you would start training for world championships, whatever, and then it's just not working. Mm. And in the beginning, we would say, now come on, man, harden yeah, the yeah. fuck up, push harder, da, da, da. There's those days when you just say, not today. Yes. Let's go sit, have a coffee, talk through things, mm. and then go on from there. Yes. But the, the mental aspect of sports, specifically the things you're doing, it should be something that you're training as much as you physically do. Exactly. Because exactly. your brain's going to be with you for 90K. What's your goal? How, how fast are you going to run this thing? No, I just want to finish. I just want to finish. 10 uh, hours, 59. Yeah. Yeah, so I just want to finish, but we will try and push for 10. I'm going to put money on you beating 10. <laughs> so <laughs> that's the goal. But um, obviously it is. And prior to me having the injury, I was always like, your body needs to listen to what you want. Not you, listen to your body. Mm. And um, that's also something that compl- com- changed. Say completely. that again, your body says... My, I never listened to my body previously. No, sure, sure. So in CrossFit, you know, you break everything. Oh, um, God, you can't walk for weeks. Yeah, but you, that guy next to me, he won't. No, win. he'll, yeah. Never. No. I will die, you will not I win. hear you, I was there. <laughs> so, um, and now I had to learn, like, if I go to the gym and I feel I'm sore, mm. not today. I think where you win, though, in that situation is you, you've been very fit, and physical for a long time. You understand the difference between this is a bad pain versus this is my bicep burning. Yes, yes, yes. That's important. Yeah. It's, I'm trying, is it Epicletes? One of these, one of these old Stoics from old Roman days. He had something, I'm trying to, I'm going to paraphrase this because I can't remember the exact quote, but something in the line of, we should get to a place where our body, our mind is not at the womb of our body, but the other way around. So basically, you can say to yourself, go harder, go harder. But that comes with the caveat of, what kind of pain is it? Yes. Then you get someone like this. I must, I'll give you the name of the book when we're done here. Mm-hmm. David Goggins, phenomenal read. Mm-hmm. It really, really is good. His history, why he runs. He goes dark and he runs. He ran on knees without cartilage, sure. 240 miles. Yeah. And how his belief, and I've seen this, this not the research, but the, the approach often, is they say that your mind, your, your body's, when you think you're maxing out, mm-hmm. you, you're only at about 40%. Yes. So your mind needs to take you further. But again, am I feeling pain in my back because I've cracked a vertebrae? Mm-hmm. Or is it just my erectors are being wusses? You know what I mean? Yes. It's yes. that. Yeah. And you, you should be able to tell that. Yeah, no, I do. I do. But um, yeah, it is, it is important. But with the running, and that's why I do it as well. So in CrossFit, they talk about a high that you get. And the running, it takes much longer to get to, to that high. But mm. you get Is the it the same, same high? high? Yes. Okay. Yes, it is. So that is why we do it. But then, as I said, it's after you've died for the first 20 kilometers where that kicks in. And yeah. it is um, running Skyrun or Comrades. That's 100% a mind, mind game. Mm. It's not, you can be as fit as you want to, but if mm. your brain's, uh, your head's not there, oh, yeah. you won't be able to do it. Just last thing, which was always funny in CrossFit, is I would go away for six weeks, seven weeks, come back. And then I would step in on a Monday morning like I've never been away. And I walk in and we'll do something <laughs> like, I don't know, five pull-ups, one heavy clean and jerk. So I'll load my bar to what I know I can do. Then there's some young 20-year-old. And he loads something. Fuck you. You're going down, bro. Because he looks at me funny. He looked at me once. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, sorry, not happening. Yes. And I would 
literally, I will die on that floor before he beats me. But then I won't walk for two weeks. So I'm managing that a little bit better. <laughs> but it's funny, the, the head game, because all you had to do, so on the first round, because with experience and age and what have you, so let's say there's like three things. There's pull-ups, there's burpees and something else. You just trail him. You just stay behind him. Yes. Because I know you're not taking me on pull-ups. I can yes. guarantee you you're not. <laughs> and you just stay behind. Yes. And then as you get into the last rounds or whatever, like, you just smoke him and you can check that man break. <laughs> and I'm Leon. sorry, but I love that. No, that's the best feeling <laughs> Oh, ever. so good. So good. But listen, Liz, I know you've got financial year in to get to. Thank you very much for your time. Um, your inspiration. Good luck. Thanks. Maybe we'll chat when you're back from conference and see how it went. Uh, we will. Definitely. Thanks, Liz. Thanks. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye for now.